0: The title of the message tonight is, uh, as Pastor Phil is preaching, I forget the title that you made up, but I wrote, this is all I wrote for the notes, it says, Pastor Phil, and it says, Be a Giant Killer. That's That's all my notes said from this morning, Pastor Phil, Be a Giant Killer. So, if we have a, who has their Bibles here tonight? Anyone? Wave your Bible at me. Wave it high. Who, just put your Bible in the air like you just don't care, anybody, put it in the air. You, who has a pretty Bible? Who has a pretty Bible? Vicki Duffy has a very pretty Bible. But just put them in there one more time. Who loves their Bibles? Who, who sleeps with their Bible next to their head? Who, who takes their Bible shopping? Who, uh, who just leaves their Bible in their car every week? Leaves in the car and no, takes it shopping. Just, just, just give me one more Bible salute. Can we just do a Bible salute, anybody? Just every Bible. Every Bible lifted lifted. If you don't have a Bible find a Christian, sit next to one. No, I'm kidding. No, but uh, thanks. Thanks, Katrina. That's good. So the title of this message is Be a Giant Killer. Do you know that uh, James would know that in life, we only get one chance. There's only one chance. This isn't like a dress rehearsal for me. Like I I don't get to come back and be 28 again and to do this night. I only get one shot at life. We don't, we don't sort of, Float off in, into a butterfly and then come back and hover over the earth, TJ, or do anything. No, we only get one shot. And I know that if we only get one shot, if we only get one go at doing this life, then I want my life to be the very best that it can be. Who's with me? I, I don't want to be the guy that they go, well, he could have been amazing, you know, he could have been an amazing runner, but he just, just was too lazy, never got up, never ran. You know, uh, he could have been the world's best guitar player, but he just never practiced. Do you know that we only? It's like one go, one shot. And uh, I just want to read the first. Uh, I love this passage out of one Samuel, uh, chapter thirty, verse six. And uh, I love this. It says, "But David strengthened himself in the Lord." Do you know? I want to Before we even get into this, I want to ask you one question. When you're, I just love that message, I just, I just could listen to that message over and over. When you're, in, when you're in trouble, when something's going wrong, where does your strength come from? You know, when, when the kids are gone haywire, when the car's broken down, when you can't pay your rent, where do you go to get the strength? Where do you go to, to, to realign, you know, the Bible says that David strengthened himself in the Lord. Isn't that powerful? David strengthened himself. You know, there's so many people that are going to, you know, the gym to get strong, and then they get all the right clothes, and they look like they're amazing. But when the pressure comes, when the heat comes, it's all just a big, you know, I look good. But, you know, inside, it's not there. And David's, I love it, he's, he's, you know, God's showing David. You know, I was listening to um, a radio this week, and uh, there's a preacher on the radio and he was talking about shepherds, you know, how David was a shepherd boy. And how shepherds, we think they're these Nancy, Pansy, you know, Queensland, state of origin-like players, like guys, right? But, but you know, these guys are actually really hardcore, lived out in the field, you know, lived with sheep. Imagine, imagine looking after like a hundred sheep. Who knows sheep are just stupid. And you can't just say, hey, hey, Fluffy, come back here. And don't, you know, and you can only imagine. You notice sheep just follow other sheep. So if one sheep just sort of runs down off a the cliff, they all just run down off, you know. And these guys that hang out at night. Bears would come. Lions would come. I, I cannot imagine. imagine. Imagine I'm just hanging out in the field down there. And it's all good. I've got all my sheep there. And, and then all of a sudden a lion, like a lion comes up. And I was going, "No, it's cool. I got this." And just like imagine taking on a like if a lion came up against me, and I'm looking after a hundred sheep, I was going, "Dude, you're on your own." Here's two, like I'd probably just chuck two sheep out and go, "You know, it's, that should slow you down." You know, I don't know what I'd prefer to take on a lion, or I can't even imagine. I cannot imagine taking on a bear. Anybody, I, I cannot. If a bear came at me, I'd just I. I can't even tell you what I'd do, but I because you know they 'd shoot me for the language, but I'd just get out of here and you know a bear like a bear is huge, and so we think that you know david this guy wrote songs, but no, these guys that hangs out you know they just they 're just hardcore it 's like the bear grills uh, man versus wild, but real you know there 's no teamsters with snack tables, I love bear grills who loves bear grills, love bear, anybody put your, bear grills who who 's never seen bear grills never Bear grills is coming to C3. Is that right? It's coming to the men's conference. We need to take like a whole bag of stuff and say, hey, Bear, do you want to eat this? Do you want to? No. I, put you out, if you're a Bear grills fan, every man, I'm telling you, like when Bear grills is hardcore, I, Vanessa, you love Bear grills. Bear grills is like King David out of the Bible, except when a bear comes at Bear grills uh, a bear, bear comes at David, he doesn't just sort of work out. He just, David takes on the lion and bear and, I find that, I think a man, I would much prefer, much prefer to take on a man than a bear. Wouldn't you? If someone said, okay, you, you've, got, um, you've, got, you've got a bear, you've got a lion, you've got Goliath. Goliath would definitely be the last one I would want to... Like, he'd be the first one. He'd be the first one I want to take If I get back... Anyway. So, okay. Let's just go. If you've got a notepad and a pen, uh, I just like if you're taking notes... Let's move over to Ephesians chapter three uh, and verse we're going to start at verse 14 and just sort of make our way down. Uh, that's, that's all my notes I just had Pastor Phil be a giant killer." that's the title of this message be, if you want, I love that if you want to be a giant killer, hang out with giant killers. Yeah four of David's men ended up being I love that and uh, that's why I hang out with Luke Boyd. that's why I hang out with you know, TJ, actually, before we honestly get going, TJ and I and Luke once tried to paddle from Forrester's Beach to, we thought Terrigal, but when we got going, we actually went to Avoca and uh, took us, like, what, three and a half hours of paddling out in the, you know, who knows the central coast, so you got Forrester's Beach, Terrigal, uh, Awambrill, Terrigal, then it sort of goes Avoca, North Avoca, and uh, it sort of takes a long time, so instead of taking that way, Ali, we just went straight out, straight across because if you can look headland to headland, it's way quicker. It's way quicker. And it uh, saves uh, heaps of time. You're out heaps far, and there's, it's pretty, you know. But, and we had my dog on the front of my paddle board, and she hated it. But, uh, and we had TJ with us, and uh, we got sort of halfway, and TJ's looking this way, and then he's sort of looking that way, and couldn't really... And we're going, TJ, is he going to be all right? I don't know. He's the 10th fastest backstroke somewhere in the state, but... Breaststroke. Uh, and then, as that sort of happened, a flock of jet skis came past. TJ got a ride on like this hardcore jet ski all the way in and uh, just, just killed it. And then Jilly found him walking along the road somewhere and picks him up, buys him lunch, takes him down to like, You're right, TJ. Is everything okay? And by that stage, me and Luke are just still three hours later. God. Come on, let's get there. Nearly there. Just one more headland to go. Nearly got it, and uh, it was great, wasn't it? If you've never done it, I encourage you. Just do it, and uh, you'll love it. Okay, let's get into this. Uh, let me be a giant killer tonight. We're only get one life. I just wanted to go through a few things on our next gen night to just really have spoken to me about about Pastor Phil and this church. And it says in First Thirteen Chapter Three. Verse 14, it says, For this reason, it's Paul talking to the Ephesian church. Is it up there? You can put that up there, 314. For this reason, I bow, I bow my knees to the Father, of the Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Verse 16, it says, That he would grant you, this is God, that God would grant us, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. I just want to stop right there. Do you know that God has called Christians to be strong? God has not called Christians to be this lame weak, namby-pamby, oh, there's a lion coming, oh, there's a bear coming. Do you know that the devil laughs at the Christians that are weak, you know, those weak Christians? The devil loves those Christians. He says, oh, yeah, be, I want, you know, he wants a thousand. You know, God wants, I love it, it says, it says, that God would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened. That God is always, 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 always trying to get us to be more strong. Now, God is a good God, but don't, don't, that, that we would be strengthened with might. You know, that, that we would walk through this life just just not, you know, intimidated, not afraid. You know, who loves that scripture that says, be anxious for nothing? God says, be anxious for nothing. This is the deal. You're a Christian, be anxious for nothing. For nothing. Hey, my house is burning down, yeah, but, you know, God is on my, God will work it out. The Bible says here, to be strengthened with might. I love that. I really, uh, to be, everyone should say to be strengthened. God wants you to be strengthened with might. And it says, through, you know, we spoke about before, where does your strength come from? And, and it says here, through his spirit. Where does, where does strength of a Christian come from? You know, when when something's going bad, where are we getting our strength? It says through His Spirit. Do you know that we are a Spirit-driven church? You know, we, we have the Bible, we have the Word of God, and we also have the Spirit. We can't just have the Bible and no Spirit. We can't just have the Spirit and no Bible. Do you know that? It says, How are we strengthened? Is it, is it just coming to church and just lifting my hands because everyone else lifts my hands? And, oh, the lights are here, so I, that, that's probably strengthening something. I, mean, I, I know in the, there's a drummer. Wow, cool, there's a drummer. That's strengthening something. know, the Bible says that God wants us to be strong. We need to be strong, we need to go through life. You know that it says, Hold unswerving. You know, there's people that just sort of go, "Wow, everyone's gone over there. Cool, yeah, great. Oh, okay, everyone's gone back over there. Yeah, 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 cool. That's that's awesome as well. Oh, okay, now we're we're all getting tattoos. Yeah, cool. A lot of that. Do you know, the Bible says to be strong, and the the way that we become strong is through God's Spirit. That's the only way, you know, to become strong through God's Spirit. And uh, I, you know, I you know, I remember growing up in a youth ministry, just knowing the Holy Spirit, just just, just going to school, going, walking, just just talking to God, saying, hey, Holy Spirit, wow, I'm I, praying for this. You're right there. Do you know what I'm saying? That who, know, who remembers that closeness where it wasn't, I didn't rush home and put the TV on. Great, you're going to do this. No, it's like, wow, I just feel connected, so connected to God. It's like nothing else matters. You know that feeling where we come to church and we sing the songs and we, we, we do all this stuff, but there's this connection. That God is longing for us to have. There's this, there's this, you know, this this closeness that God's saying. There's more. they coming to church, just singing the songs, playing drums, doing the sound, having the lights, standing up, packing down. There's more. God says, I want you to be strong. But you know what? It's not even about being strong for the sake of being strong. When the Spirit of God lives inside of you, when when God's Spirit just you just natu- you'll just naturally find yourself uh, have a, this quiet confidence on the inside. It Doesn't matter. It'll work out. It doesn't matter. What that' said, it doesn't matter. I, I'm not listening to I just, it's got this thing. It doesn't matter. I know what God is saying right now. You'll be strengthened through His Spirit. Isn't that powerful? Through His Spirit. How much stuff can we do through God's Spirit? Like, it'd be easy to say, what can't we do through God? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, through His Spirit. And you see so many people going, I need to be a good Christian. I need to be a good Christian. I need to read my Bible. I need to pray. But without the Spirit of God, without God coming on you, Without, you know, or, or, you know, it's just, it's like uphill. It's pushing it uphill. But when you get like, the Spirit, you know, pushing you along, and that's what it's like, the Bible. You know, you, you know who gets frustrated when they say, oh, I'm a preacher, and the Bible just jumps out at me, and I get like, this three, you know. But when you get the Spirit of God on you, the Bible will jump out at you. The Bible will, you know, talk to you. But without God's Spirit on you, it's like dry, and it's hard. And it's like, you're walking through the desert, but, but then everyone else is like kicking back in hammocks, and, and just swaying in the breeze, and it's, life's hard for you, but like through the Spirit of God, that's where God says, I love this scripture. Let's just go there right now. Can we just go there? It's in, um, it's in uh, Joshua. It says, uh, My presence will go with you, and I will give you peace. I think it's in Joshua. I don't know, but it says, My presence will go with you. That's the deal. My presence will go with you. That's being in God's Spirit. My presence will go with you, and I will give you peace. Do you know that peace... Getting peace from God. We can watch TV for hours and hours and hours and hours and find no peace. We can be sitting on the lounge, you know, flicking through, flicking through, flicking through, and, and you can be doing absolutely nothing but find no peace. You know, you're just getting drained. The Bible says that my presence will go with you and I will give you peace. You know that when God gives you peace, it's amazing. We live in such a busy world, such a busy world. We're like, we're, we're trained now to do a thousand different things. At one go, and if we can't, you know, send an email while sending a text message and then eating at the same time while, you know, washing the dog or whatever, all at once, so like you're fired, you're no good, you know. But when God gives us rest, when God gives us peace, it's like it's like the um, uh, the unforced rhythms of life, and you find yourself sort of moving through, and things just sort of happen, and there's no, you know, that straining feel. God doesn't like the straining. You know, when we're trying in our own strength, have to get this done, have to get this done. So like God says, hey, guess what? Just chill out. It's through His Spirit. It's through His Spirit as we say, God, let your will be done today in my life. God, you know, I love it. My presence will go with you and I'll give you peace. Isn't that a powerful thing? That my presence will go with you and I'll give you peace. And that's what it's like when we come into a... Like a crisis situation. We shouldn't be the one that's sort of freaking out. and Oh, wow, you've lost your arm. Oh, that's, that's horrible. No, it's like everywhere we go, the presence of God should just flood the room. And we should be the one that come in and says, wow, you know, this is going to You know, it, it, it surprises me how many people are preaching, not even preachers, but people are sort of preaching negativity, not encouragement. Do you know it's so easy? Do you know what the definition of encouragement is, Doug? Very simply is to put courage into people. That's all it is. You know, so many people going around going, "Man, you're a young couple. You're never going to buy a house." We've seen the prices of houses these days; they're ridiculous. No. Or you can be like going, oh, "Wow, well, you'll get one." You know, believe God, save whatever you need to do. Hey, well, you'll never get a job. Have you seen that? There's, there's no jobs out there. No, no, you have got to understand that. You know, you'll get a job. You you you're God's son. God wants to bless you. There's so many people just going through, sort of saying the negative. When when it's our role that we should be, people should leave us and just go. well, that guy's just a walking party. I mean, he's just you know, he's just got this peace thing. He's just got like this like life's okay. You know that life's okay. We have this thing where we think that life's not okay, but God, with God, life is okay. Is that okay to say? That's okay. Good. Let's move on. It says, in that that we will be strengthened with might through His Spirit. Love that through His Spirit. In, in the inner man, that God wants to strengthen you inside. God wants to put strength on you inside. And, and this, to me, speaks of people that actually do come to church and sing all the songs and do all the actions and carry a Bible, but look like they've got everything together, and, and, but it says that inside, so there's nobody home. It's like, you know, nobody's there. But the Bible says... That God wants to strengthen us with might through his spirit in the inner man. In there, where nobody can see. When 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 a disaster comes, Do you know the inner inside you, like the real in there? You know, when you're in a disaster situation, it's like, oh, that's me. That inside there, that's me. the, the innermost part, that's where God says, Let me get inside there, and that's where I want to give I want to put strength in there. Do you know that when you've got a guy who's just strong in there? like a captain of a ship or what, it's just strong. No, we're going to get there. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. It doesn't matter if the mast falls off. That might matter. But, you know, the, you know, the boats filling with water or whatever. It's like the guys that go, no, we're going to get there. We're going to get there. And that's what God wants to give us is strength. His strength inside. It's like, man, my, my kid's off the rails. My, my work seems a bit rocky right now, but I just know. I just know I can see there. I can see down there. I can see down there. It's like everyone else is preaching, but I just know it. I just know that inside, that's what a leader is. That's why I love Pastor Phil. That is Pastor Phil right there. Where the, when everyone's sort of running, the house is on fire. Pastor Phil's like, no, it's okay. It's okay. Inside, I know. It's like the, the leader can see. The leader you know, has this faith to see. And God, God gives all of us like a strength inside. Is that okay? A strength inside. And uh, I love that. You know, we can look like we've got the strength inside. You can look like it. You can come to. You can have a bumper sticker that says "God is good" or a, you know, a fish. Or uh, I, who has fishes on their car? Anybody? Anybody? Nobody. No one has a fish. Why? I'm too scared because when I get pulled over speeding and things like that, I just they're going to be meaner on me because it doesn't matter. Okay. So, and people just steal. And, doesn't matter. Okay. So, so it says. Um, In the inner man, I mean, there's so many people that you can look like you actually have it all together. there There can be people that just look like it. Well, he's got it all together. Look at him. But inside, you know, I want to encourage this, and this church is, but I want to encourage us all to not be the one. The Bible says about David that didn't look at the outward appearance where man looks. We go, wow, look at him. Look at him. He's got a big Bible. And wow, he must, you know. But God doesn't look at the big Bible we carry and the, the hands held high in every song looking at everyone else going, yeah, my hands are a little bit higher than yours. So so I've got, you know, might in there, you know, I've got it in there because, yet yeah, my hands are higher. Yeah. No, God doesn't look at that. God says, you know, inside, that's where, you know, don't fake it. Don't, don't pretend. If you're the kind of Christian that's out there pretending, that's the worst kind of Christian, that's the worst kind of Christianity ever. So like, half in, half out, but not really living the benefits of each. Do you know what I'm saying? I'd rather be a sinner. I'd rather be a christ That sort of halfway, but not really there, doesn't, it's not good. It's not fun. And it says that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. Do you know, I just want to, I, I get my Bible and I under, I circle like two words. Do you know that through faith, this is true, through faith, anything can happen. This is the God we serve. Through faith, anything can happen. I remember the story of uh, Abraham, and Abraham's having a whinge to God. Who knows the story? God says to Abraham, Abraham, I'm going to give you, you know, thousand, I'm going to give you a seed, your, your, you know, your, your children will be countless as the stars. And Abraham's going, you kidding me? What? You know, and this is what we do. God gives us a prophecy. Hey, you're going to preach Hey, you're going to be a business person. Hey, you're going to be a great family. Hey, you're going to have great kids. Hey, you're going to have, be a great mom and a great dad. And we, during that crisis, we look down and we go, are You kidding me? God, are you kidding me? You, you don't even know. And we sort of get, we try and make God look through our eyes. Who knows what I'm saying? We say, hey, God, you don't know that this week I haven't got enough petrol. You know, I have enough money to put my petrol in that car. You don't, you don't know. And uh, through faith, anything, absolutely anything is possible. And in that story, um, Abraham's whinging at God. He's saying, God, look, look at what I have. I have nothing. I have no air. I have no nothing. And, and then you hear God, it's in Genesis, if you can read it. And, and God says, no, 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 no. You look. And he makes him get out of his tent and look up. That's what we need to do. Sometimes we get so focused on this small little world that we have. And God, God says, this is who I am. I, I want to give you the whole Lot. And we go, yeah, but God, you don't understand the bill. I got my water bills coming in, my rates. Have you seen the rates that got City council charges? It's ridiculous. God, you don't get it. No, God says, no, get out of your little dome and look up and, and just know that God is the God that created absolutely everything. And God is the one that says it through faith. Just through faith, you know, the Bible says that God calls things that are not as though they are. That's who God is. Who doesn't love serving a God like that? Things that are not, they're not there right now. God says they're there. Uh, and we go, uh, God, I'm just praying that this will happen. God goes, "Yes, yeah, there, it's there, it's there. We go, yeah, but, but it's not there. And God says, no, no, I call things that are not as though they are. Yeah, but God has one. You know, I want to get married one day or I want to have kids one day. Or God, I want to get a really successful business up and running and it's just, it's not there. And God says, I am the one. This is who God is. God is the one who creates something, something out of nothing. God says, uh, you know, calls it into being when it's not there. And that, we forget that. Oh, God, you know, yeah, I mean, it's a really hard week this week. And, you know, I, I just need to, I need to eat. And, but, but then we've got this prophecy of God. You're going to be a business person. And you're going to do really well. And God is the one that calls something... That's why, we, that's why we come to church and we lift our hands and we love God. God's God. God is God. We can't put God in our own little box and say, "Oh, this is, this is, who, this is how you need to act, God. You need to do this now. And then I'll come back and, and then do that. That'll be good. No, no through faith. And that's, that's the part of Christianity that I love. I love that part. Through faith. When there's nothing there, when they say, hey, it can't be done, when it's just too hard... Who loves it through faith, where we sort of go, you know, uh, we step out and go, well, uh, there's nothing there right now, but God, if you say it, I'm going to do it. If you say, that's where it is, that I'm, you know, some Christians never get to that place where, you know, they, they never get there. God, the feeling, who knows, the feeling of stepping out, not knowing, it's such an exhilarating, yet scary, but an amazing feeling at the same time when God says, do this, and it's like, oh, what? No, it's too hard. But that's actually, that when you go, I'm just going to do it. It's like when you're falling out of a plane. Who's ever skydived? One person. Two people. Jesse has. Jilly has. Anyone? Who else has skydived? No one. Frank has. Have you, Frank? Oh, you haven't. He's pointing. Frank's pointing. Tim. Louise. I said Louise. Yeah, wow. Well, catch up. No. Anyone else? That's it. I have. whoa. And uh, Craig wants to. i tell you, we should do a men's thing. Let's do a men's thing. Or a church thing, or a women's thing. And we'll like say all the guys and girls to go skydiving. And uh, I remember um, when we went up, and it's just like you can actually see the curve of the earth. And I'm going, how high am I up? He goes, oh, it's like 300 meters or whatever. It's 3,000 feet. It's like, wow, that's pretty high. And, uh, but I remember the feeling of like there's nothing underneath you. And it's like... Oh wow! And then you're strapped to this guy who's no, you know doesn't care. He's done like a thousand times that day, and oh, and this is what they did when I did it. They um, there's two guys. There's a guy sort of getting you out, and there's a guy doing it. And they go, "You ready?" And I go, "Yeah, I'm ready." And uh, and then as soon as you jump, the guy in the plug goes, "No, no, no, no!" And I went, oh. And I went down, and I go, "Whoa!" And uh, but you got to, That's because these guys—they're just crazy. The guys that push you out of planes—if that's your job—if that's your job to actually just push someone out of a plane—I mean, you know, I don't know what you—you know—but that's a pretty cool job. I mean, if you could, you know, reach for the stars and push. What do you do to I destroy throw people out of planes. It's like you either work for the mafia or you're a skydiving instructor. There's like, there's no other, there's no other way. It's just like, um, but it's like that step, that first step. It's like, oh. This is like, if if I step and fall, like there's nothing there. But uh, I love, I love those Christians that through faith, when when everyone else is saying, hey, it's not going to grow. Hey, it's not going to work. Hey, it's not going to sound good. Hey, no one's going to buy your product. Hey, no one's going to, you know, want to record you. Hey, no one's going to want to buy that. You know, the Bible says through faith. And before that, it says strength in the inner man. That's where the strength in the man, that's when you need it. That's why you need the strength. But when we're stepping out, it's like, no, I know, I, I know that God is going to be there. Is that okay? It says here, maybe Abel, verse 18, says, hey, that's what it looks like when you're skydiving. Yeah. Except you got me going, ah, straight down. No. And uh, they reckon you can hit like 220 k's an hour, uh, which is nearly as fast as I can go in my car. So that's uh, kidding. 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 That's why I don't have a finger on my, no. What was that? Oh, Andrew's late for church, Just like you can tell, you can tell on a Sunday morning when you come to church, you can tell who the Christians are that are late driving next to you. Because they're like in the, the whole family is that because you know, people who don't go to church just think Sunday mornings relaxing, they're just chilling out in the country and you got jilly going, come on, move along, get out of my way. And uh, all dressed up, and you see the Christians at like 8.30. Why are they Why are they dressed up like that? What are, what are they? Ah, they're, they're the worship team. They're late for worship practice. You can always tell. I'm telling you, when you're driving to church, you'll see them. And uh, it's always, it's always, yeah, doesn't matter. Okay, so it says, no, it's never, no. But uh, it is always, Julie, no. Okay, it says here, um, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, and if I can leave you with anything, it'd be that through faith. You know, we need we need all these uh, programs and systems and all that. We need that, but we need to be people that just say, regardless, I'm stepping out. I don't know how it's gonna go or what's gonna, but I'm just, I'm just stepping out. That's that. I love that. I love Peter out of the Bible when all the other disciples are in the boat. Disciples, I'm not talking crowd i'm talking disciples men of god were in the boat men of god were in the boat not just guys that have you know been cruising and jumping actual disciples of jesus are in the boat and only one of them stepped out of the boat only one when they all could have only one we only get one shot we only get one you don't get another this is it this is it for you and you know, don't you love that? Through faith. Even if it kills me, even if I die, even if it all goes bad, I will be, you know, I love past- always stepping out, always doing it. That's, that's, that's true. That's like, that's who we are. That's the Christian. That's the wildness in a Christian. That's why King David was picked to be a, God, uh, to be a king. Because he's like the wild guy, you know, in the thing, eating lions. Probably eating lions. I bet King David ate lions. Ate them. Just ripped their skin off and just ate it. And maybe not. Maybe bears. I, I don't know. Or sheep. Maybe I ate lamb. I don't know. But, and it says here that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love. Do you know that being a Christian is about love? That's it. We are people who love people. We are, we're not people who judge people. That's not us. We're not people who pull people down. That's not us. Not people who are in competition with other people to so see if they can be better than them. That's not us. The Bible says that we are we are rooted and grounded in love. Do you know if you put a tree in, in like in, in in like bad soil and then you go to you know, what does a tree feed off? It feeds off where it's growing. All the roots go down. If you've got a tree in a bad place, it's going to have bad fruit. If you've got a, a person in a, grounded themselves in a, in in hurt fear, rejection, you know, all these things, their fruit is going to be hurt, fear, rejection. And so why do I always feel hurt? And like they're trying to pull me down every time I talk to that person. You know, we are the kind of people that are bigger than all that. When they're pulling us down, we go, wow, you're amazing. We, we are, you know, and it's true. It's not fake. It's not pretentious. It's not, you know, I'm way better than you. Have you seen how much highlights in my Bible? No, no, no. The Bible says that we, everything we do, is about love. Loving people, loving who they are, loving why do we step out? Why do we do all this stuff? Why do we come to church? Why do we, you know, we, we kill ourselves to, to go the extra mile to always be stretching? It's because of love, because we love those who don't yet know God. We're the ones, why is a leader? Why do leaders inspire people because they have love, they love people, people want to be rallied to a cause, leaders love the people and inspire the people you know we, we need to love we need more people to love you know you know if you're hanging around someone that's full of hate and, and and all this stuff you just don't want to hang around them who likes hanging around people that hate them anybody anyone nobody not even no but when you hang around someone they go, hey don't worry it's on me hey how have you been and actually wow that's incredible wow wow and, and you feel good you can be that to somebody else That's you. You can when someone comes in depressed and defeated, go, "Hey, wow, isn't life can be like that? But it's just great, isn't it? Life just keeps getting better." So, wow, yeah, yeah, hair looks good today. Oh, wow, thank you. You Yeah, or whatever it is. You know that we, uh, being rooted, that's our bottom line: be be in love. And then, just as we finish, can we actually, um, can we get Lisa up? Because Lisa, my favorite piano worship lady guy on the keys. And Jillian. Uh, but um, it says in verse 19, it says verse 18, that you, after we've, after we've filled ourselves with love, uh, I hope this is working. Is this okay? We're we working doing this? Yeah. Uh, this is inspired by Pastor Phil's message at this point. I loved it. Be a giant killer uh, or a lion killer. You know, you might say, hey, how can I? I can tell you. A, a dog, there is a way that a dog can beat a lion. You go, how can a dog beat a lion? If you starve the lion and feed the dog, the dog will beat a lion. I want to encourage you that, you know, you might have things in your life where you go, well, I, 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 I want to be the guy that steps out, but I just feel that, you know, we need to, some things in life we need to let go. Some friendships we need to let go. Some people are trying to pull us down and destroy us, literally destroy us. The devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That's it. Steal, steal from you, kill, destroy. That's it. But God says, I come to give you life, life to the full. And it says here uh, that you may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height. That when we are going through a, a problem, not even a big one, maybe a little whatever it is, that we know that, the, that we may be able to comprehend the, the width And the depth and the height of God, that God isn't just this little God, we don't need to get a bigger God, that God is big. And that we can just go, God, you're big, and you're in charge and you look after me. And know that God is big and He is in charge and He does look after me. It says here that you to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge. To know the love of Christ inside you that passes knowledge. We can know stuff. Yeah, I know that you know, this is what it says. I know that this is what the Bible says. But to actually have it pass knowledge, so it's just in there, you can't convince me that it's not there. You can't convince me it's not true. I know it. To know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge. That is, that is God's love for us. God's love for us that passes anything we're going through, valleys, lows, highs, whatever it is, to know the love of Christ you know that when you have the love of Christ that is like it's like this uh, it's like this your shoulders go back and you, you can be walking through a wall zone literally walking through a wall zone it's like I know I just know that everything's going to be okay it might not look like it, but I know it I just know it I know that God loves me and he wants the best for me that's that's being a Christian that's it being a Christian I know that God loves me has the best for me that says that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Yeah, sometimes you speak to Christians, like, I just haven't been, Luke Boyd preached the other night, I just, God just doesn't seem close anymore. It's like, you reading your Bible? No. I just don't feel God anymore. Are you sort of coming to church anymore? No. No. I don't go to church, no. But it says here, that you may be filled, filled. Filled is filled. You can't get any more than filled. If you get a cup and you fill it, and it starts to overflow, that's filled, that's it. Filled. That you may be filled, and it says, with all. All is all. You can't get more than all. How much do you have? I've given my all. Can you give any more? Well, I can't because I've given everything. If I have $10 and I say, give me all, that's $10. I can't give any more than that. That you may be filled uh, with all, all, the fullness, fullness, which is like even more than full, of God. And God's the biggest word in the dictionary. This is what God says about us. That you may walk through life like this. That you may be filled with all the fullness of God. I just don't feel God anymore. I just don't, I don't know what it is. I just don't feel God. No, check this out. God says that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. You're the light. You're the soul. You're the difference. When people are swaying which way to go, you're the one who comes says, hey, guess what? God loves you. He just does. He loves you how you are. You don't, I'm not judging you. I'm not criticizing you. He just loves you. Is that, a, is that good? Got all the fullness. And then Paul here prays like an even bigger prayer, if that's possible. He says, now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us, that God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above. God is always above. Do you know that? God is always above. You will soar on wings like eagles. God never calls us to sit down and just wait for the call and to look at our belly buttons and go, wow. No, God is above. God's always saying, look up. Don't look back. Look up. Life's, life's amazing. Look up. You, you can do it. Look up. You know, you're going to be successful. Look up doesn't matter what they're saying. Look up. That, uh, above all, that we ask or think, and this is powerful, according to the power that works. Where does it work? In the guy sitting next to me? In, in, in the church down the road? In the preacher? No, in us. This huge prayer. And that's for the guy, it's, for, it's for the guy at the front preaching. Yeah, yeah, that's what he's writing this for. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, no, no, no. no. God... Paul just says, now to him who is able, now to God, God who is able, God is able, God is able, to do exceedingly, abundantly, ready, above all that we ask or think, and it's got a comma. You know that when you read something, it's got a comma, the comma's there, so you have like a little pause and just think about what you just read. According to the power that works in us, us. When you go to your friend's house who doesn't believe in God hey I'm not feeling well can I pray for you do you mind if I just do a quick prayer is that alright hey um, you know I'm not feeling well I've got a headache Would do you mind if I just pray with you is that is that cool hey my auntie is in hospital and she's not doing well would well, do you mind if we say a quick prayer check it out now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask we think according to the power that works in us it's in us it's in us. It's in there. And oh, no, I don't feel God. Well, it's in there. I can't feel. No, but it's in there. And it says here, this is my favorite part. To Him be glory. In the church, by Jesus Christ, to all generations, forever and ever. Can we just stand as we close? It says, to Him be glory. To God be glory. Do you know, coming to church and serving, we have an amazing team here. We have an incredible team. And uh, do you know the Bible says it's to him be glory? Hey, yeah, I, I'm in the band, but I'm just getting sick of it because they never give me any praise. They never they never say, hey, gee, you, you do amazing up there? No, the Bible says to him be glory. Why do we come to church? To him be glory. Hey, they won't even remember, you know, hey, they, I, I, I do all this stuff. I stand out in the car park. I do this, all this stuff. But they never say, hey, thanks. You know, no, the Bible says to him be glory, you know, so many times we want the glory. Hey, look what I did. I, I did this. I did this. No, you're missing the point. The Bible says it's to him be glory. In the church by Jesus Christ to all generations. To all generations. This is our next generation. To all generations forever and ever. And I want to, before we finish in the next little while, so many times we start out our Christian walk, going, God, I'm going to give you anything. Anything you ask God, I will do. You know that moment when you first encountered Jesus Christ in your life? It's like the whole world just started to brighten up. And then all of a sudden, we, we sort of get used to church life. And, and then I'm this, and I think I'm amazing. And they, they don't even see it. Hey, they think, I should be preaching like every service. I should be like, be the head guy in the car park or whatever. No, the Bible says to him... Be glory. Everything we do, everything we say, the reason we're stepping out, the reason we're playing guitar, the reason we're building this whole thing is for one purpose. For Him be glory. Everything we do is so Jesus Christ can have all the glory. Who knows what I'm saying? In the church, by Jesus Christ to all generations. This is the deal. God is empowering us. He's empowering us with love and this inner might, so that when people come in here, that who's that guy I, speak to? I don't, know. I don't even know him. I know, you know, it's just some crazy-looking guy who just prayed for me. I don't know, but I believe that this place is a place where people—they're not puffed up. Knowledge puffs up. Knowledge puffs us up. Well, I'm this and I'm that, and good Lord, I should be—you know, a senior pastor. You know, I'm amazing. No, but love builds up. We're here to build people. We're here to, to strengthen them and to encourage them so when they leave, they'll go out. Why? For Him be glory. To Him be glory. My life, my family's life, says to all generations, to Him be glory in the church by Jesus Christ to all generations. And as we close, I just want to encourage people to come down that may have, you know, uh, started out going, God, I'm giving you everything, and then somehow, somehow this, this, this thing just, rose in you and it's like well you know I need to we need to humble ourselves before God you know God's the one who does it all I am a servant I am just a servant serving God and uh, sometimes we just have this thing that's sort of it's an ugly thing The, the pride and the it's ugly and it's restrict it restricts people by saying God all my life wherever you let me go this way or that way or back here or down there God my whole life is to you no matter what happens my whole life I'm giving you my whole life to you, to you, God, that you would have the glory in my life. God, In Jesus. I'm just going to pray. I'm going to have, hand it over to Pastor, but I just want people to come down. That I'm not even going to pray for you, but just to stand on the altar and say, God, I just want to lay everything down. God, I want to surrender my life as fresh, as new. God, that everything I do to you be glory. At school, at uni, at work, God, to, to him be glory in the church by all generations forever and ever. God, I pray. We can all start to come now. God, I pray right now, God, for every person here, God, that you give us a new, fresh encounter. God, we would lay it down. God, we would lay down all the garbage, all the pride, all the, all the stuff that we think we have a right to hold on to. But God, you say lay it all down. Let everything go. God, that our whole lives, God, we are, we are spending our whole lives on seeking you. God, we are spending our whole lives giving glory back to you. doesn't matter what position we're in, who we think we are. God, to him be glory in the church, to all generations. In Jesus' name, God, we thank you. God, we praise you. God, we worship you tonight. God, we we just start to just lift God up. I'm, I'm, I'm done, but I just really want to, God, tonight, God, we're laying stuff down. God, the baggage, the hurt, the resentment, the bitterness. God, it all goes. God, it all goes. It all goes. It all goes. It all goes. And tonight, God, we can come unencumbered. God, we can come freed into your presence. Jesus, we praise you right now. We praise you right now. God, we worship you.